Have you ever gotten ice cream from the supermarket and you scoop it out, but it just doesn't have that ice cream parlor taste? Well, guess what? Did you know you can find real, unbelievably creamy ice cream at the grocery store? Yeah, that's right. Tillamook ice cream is made with more cream, so you get smooth, dreamy scoops each time. I'm not going to lie. The flavors are delicious. And in family-sized cartons, I love their vanilla bean. Vanilla bean, to me, is the way that you judge anyone's ice cream, and their rich vanilla ice cream made with real crushed vanilla bean seeds is delicious. Or their organ strawberry. Oh, I love it. Sweet strawberry ice cream with ripe organ strawberry pieces. So, so good. Plus, you got to check out their mudside flavor. It's smooth chocolate ice cream with a ribbon of rich fudge and chocolatey chips. Oh, it's so good. I gotta go get some ice cream right now. Plus, you know you're in good hands with Tillamook brand. They make over 200 different dairy products and the brand is farmer owned and led by dairy experts. Boy, oh boy. I love them all, and you're going to love them too. Whether it's birthday cake, peaches and cream, mint chocolate chip, banana split, or cookies and cream, there is a flavor for you. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. That's T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. Think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. It's a movie where Nick Cage eats a live cockroach and that's like the eighth craziest thing that happens in it. We saw vampires kiss, so you know what that means. What's a nigga grow a baby in his belly? Rock a rhinestone vest while whipping Justin to Kelly. Or maybe see a burlesque show with Nick Crow. And take a boat with speed to hitting cruise control. J-Man, Big Paul, in the beautiful June. Gonna take you from the goob all the way to the room. Ran the games of Street Fighter, hope to blow off steam. Just a sucker punch the odd life of Timothy Green. Shot the neighbor with Birdemic, how we staying alive. They call it in the badass, and he's on the line. Cranking 88 minutes, cause they cool as ice. Cause a bad Jim Barney looking kind of nice. Paul and June getting literal. Jason is getting laid. June is making sure all the monkey shots getting paid. They judge a bunch of movies while they're making the grade. Here's a real question for you. How did this get made? Hello, people of Earth! And hello, people of Anaheim! We are here live at the Now Hear This Podcast Festival. Very exciting Saturday night show. For those listening right now, it's almost Halloween. It is a Halloween show. Unfortunately, I did a very terrible job at letting anyone know it was a Halloween show just until yesterday afternoon. So 
I hope some of you are in costume. I, for the audience at home, can, you can imagine me. I am dressed as Chuck Norris from Top Dog. I have my dog. And I hate Nazis. So, shit just got real. We're going to see what costumes we have tonight uh, as well. Um, but let's get this show started because there is so much to unpack. What is this movie? Be a question that I would ask right out of the gate. And I can't think of two people better to help me figure it out. First of all, uh, unfortunately, June could not be here tonight. Uh, so sorry. We got the waitress from Maximum Overdrive. Please welcome Norma Jean. We made you! Welcome back, June. You have been missed by all of these people, but not by me, because I see you all the time. (laughs) Uh, All the time. (laughs) Um, June also found out about the costume contest very late in the day. together. Yeah, you really did. You put something together. It was really good. Um, Please welcome a man who needs no more introduction than me saying, please welcome Jason Antzoukas! What's up, jerks? How we doing? Welcome. Welcome, welcome, Jason. Uh, you're dressed just like yourself. Jason, what, what are you dressed as wait, here? Wait, wait, I'm dressed up as also some a character from the podcast. Oh, really? I don't recognize it right off the bat. Can anybody guess? I am the Jason of our group. <laughs> Great. I dress as the Jason of our group. I actually met the Jason of our group yesterday at a lunch that I was having. He was like, hey, hey, hey. And I went over, and at first I didn't... Wait, you went over? You answered to hey, hey, hey? So you're telling everybody here and everybody listening to the podcast, all it takes for you is hey, hey, hey. And you're like, yep. What are we doing? I'll I right want up. Engage to this. have communication with people. Get off our phones. Let's have real conversations Whoa. with people. And he goes, hey, I'm the Jason of my, of my group. I got to apologize, man. I was totally shit-faced. So, uh, so he apologizes. Really? Uh, he, Apology not accepted, Jason of the group. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, your costume is uh, superb as always. Thank you so much, Paul. <laughs> and finally, tonight we have a very special guest. You know this person uh, as the co-host of the Hollywood Handbook, uh, right here on Earwolf. He is a writer on divorce. He wrote on Vice Principals. Please welcome Hayes Davenport. Welcome, Hayes. Hi. A scary witch. A scary witch. I am a scary witch tonight. Uh, I'm sorry if it is freaking anyone out too much. 
Um, I'm glad that you did prepare us backstage because when you yeah. put on the witch costume, and for those of you at home, it is one of the most elaborate witch costumes you could possibly ever see. I mean, I'm a witch. Tonight I am uh, like, I feel 100% like you, witch. You went to like a like the wardrobe department on like a yeah. studio lot. Yeah. This was not a last-second purchase at all. No, I, I, and uh, I feel like I'm, I feel bad for the people in the VIP section because they're going to be so freaked out yeah. the entire show that you might be you know, Wait, performing a where's spell. where's the VIP section? You guys are the VIP. Wow. All right. Now that they've identified themselves, <laughs> people in the back, revolt! <laughs> Take their seats! Tear them apart! Take, Take their, their seats. seats! Make America great again! <laughs> I want to see people's costumes, but I think we should save it for a little bit later in the show because it will be a visual thing that you at home will be like, why am I listening to people just talk yeah. about costumes? And um, you're like, and you, but you're still like, oh, but I still have another 30 minutes of the dry cycle. <laughs> <laughs> well... I am so excited for the, all of us to be here because this movie has been one that we've Ooh. talked about wanting to do for a long time. Ooh. This and is a good one. This movie, well, first, let's just maybe start off with a general question, which is, how would you classify this movie? Is it a horror movie? Is it a vampire movie? Is it a romance movie? No idea. I, yeah. I think it's a harrowing tale of mental illness. Actually, you know... Listening to the trailer, you said this last night, Paul, that it... When was the movie made? Uh, it was made in 19-something. 89, I yeah. think. Because it did sort of feel yeah. like a commentary on the AIDS crisis. And yes. Hearing, That's what I did. Yeah. And hearing the trailer and wow. listening to the voiceover about, like, oh, he's a, he's a man who wants to find love in the city. Mm-hmm. And it felt like... He was well. Whatever. We'll talk about this movie. I don't know. For me, it was more a commentary on Iran Contra. I'm so I'm surprised that you took AIDS from it. Uh, I also got a very powerful message, but yeah, not the AIDS thing as much. Well, to me, what's so interesting about it was having heard of this movie. What I knew about it was Nick Cage. I'm going to take off my wig. Um, Whoa! <laughs> Woo! Paul. I'd just be sweating up a storm. <laughs> um, what I thought it was, was I thought it was a vampire movie. How many people here thought, oh, it's going to be like a vampire movie, right? It, it's not. How many people still think it's a vampire movie? <laughs> Get it together, assholes. I, and I don't know, I guess the thing is, is, well, all right, maybe we just start at the top. Oh, yeah. And, and we'll find our way into it. The first thing that threw me about this movie was <laughs> simply the accent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. He, straight out of the gate, maximum cage. I was like, this is a SoCal accent by the way of, like, the British Isles. Yes. <laughs> I spent so long trying to figure out who the specific character is that it was reminding me of, and it's, it's Derek Zoolander. I mean, that... <laughs> yeah. I broke up with my girlfriend. I mean, it's, that's, it's almost <laughs> identical. To Zoolander's accent. <laughs> he, it's such a bold, bold choice. Yeah. Well, yeah. To not do an accent well. <laughs> but Wait, listen, wh- it's not an accent. It's not an accent as, it's not a regionalism. It's mm. not, it's not really British. It's a. Way of life? It's, no, it's, it's Cage's idea of like literature. 
<laughs> in an action yeah. form. It's it's like a prof- professorial, but it's not. Well, there's no I, region attached to it. So it's, it's like people who read books speak like this, like kind of in the way that sounds like that. I, I know for a fact that what June is saying is exactly right, that he does think of it as uh, literary, and here's why. This movie uh, is impossible to find anywhere. Yes. Like, the, the, like you know, you all I who watched thought, it, yes. I'm amazed because I had to go to two different physical video stores to find it. It's not on iTunes. It's, not, it's like nowhere on the I internet. I found it on Stars in Demand. Yeah, I subscribe to Stars. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched it on DVD, right. and so I'm armed with a Nicolas Cage commentary oh, on, this, so excited. on this entire movie with the director, Robert Bierman. I uh, have, I just so you know, I have a folder here called Answers. So at any yeah. given point, we can delve into the answers, but you continue. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, the, there's an answer for everything. It's based on his dad, who was a literature professor. Uh, oh, certainly does not sound like that, but it's what Nicolas Cage thinks his dad sounds, sounds like. like. <laughs> sure. But now here's my thought. Was he a liter like he was in literature, but I thought when the camera panned by the door it was like the finance department. No, he's like a lawyer he's, or something. No, you he? guys, he, he's an agent. He's an agent. He's a literary okay. he's, he's like a, a short agent. story he's, agent. But he's, he's rich. He's in my mind, he works for an agency that re- represents short story writers. Yeah. <laughs> Or so just writers really... in general, but he was he was dealing with a, a short story. And he <laughs> writer. Like, his apartment is really nice. Yeah. So he's you know he's making those eighties era short story books. Yeah. <laughs> there are everybody s- was getting rich. <laughs> there are similarities to this and like the Patrick Bateman character from American Psycho, mm-hmm. uh, but that character seems to have a reason to have all that money and depression. This character seems insane. Yeah. Well, that's what I felt like. I felt like his initial choice, because I wrote it down too, what is this accent? This is crazy. And I was almost like, for the first couple of minutes of the movie, I was like, oh, this is disappointing. We're going to watch Nick Cage just do this weird thing. And then I was like, oh, no, wait a minute. This is just where he's starting from. (laughs) And what he did was, he was like, oh, I know where I want to go. So I got to start something that seems like uptight and like, like, cultured. So that's where I'm starting from. And then it takes him about 10 minutes to get to complete berserk insanity. June, you all right? Yeah, I just like flash forward a little bit. I'm like, why did he leave that art gallery? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he had to pee, I think is what he said. But I don't know if that was the full story. And Okay, I I struggle. I don't want to ask this question, but I'm going to. Which is, I know you're saying it's not a vampire movie, but what did he turn into at the end? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. He, That's why I think it's a, a harrowing tale of mental illness. It's a little bit like Requiem for a Dream without the drugs. You know, yeah. he just downward spirals. Let, let, let's just listen to... But still with a double-sided dildo. Oh, of course. <laughs> right? And Keith David's there, definitely I think. Um, just, I want you to hear the accent. This is something that Avril found that I think is great. What he talks about... In the beginning, did you guys catch this? Because I didn't catch it. You'll see it on the screen. Um, but here, take a listen, see if you can figure it out. You can stretch yourself. <laughs> you can stretch yourself from here to Ethiopia if you want. No, we said it already. No, 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 no. The rubber man. He's the last of the fantastic photo we've been searching for all evening. The missing link. No, yes? we already 
stadium. Oh, look, there's a taxi. Taxi! You are not. All right, so you're getting a taste of his accent, but he's talking about the Fantastic Four, the superheroes. But this giving them the, funny, I guess, not copyrighted names. Yeah, because like rubber, rubber Man, Fireball. He talks yeah, about Fireball yeah. and the Man of Bricks. <laughs> so, so I can see someone checking, be like, "We're okay on these, right? We can talk about. We can just call him Rubber Man. We don't have to I pay for that." I can see them coming up to me and be like, "Nick, you know, we wrote lines for you coming out." And he's like, "I got it. I got it. I got it." Yeah, <laughs> but it's also like you're talking about literature. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, comic books, right?" Superman and Batman. No, 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 no. Literature. Not for nothing, this conversation about the rubber man is getting him laid. Yes. This man is These two, by the way, these two are are laughing about everything for the first two hours of the laughing. So I have a great commentary fact about this scene in particular. What's going on just off screen uh, from this scene is uh, the the movie was made with a non-union crew. So there's a massive protest from the union happening right off screen as they're exiting this bar. And the only way they could get them to be quiet is to call the police and have them all thrown in prison. So there's like a giant inflatable rat right over there? Giant rat, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that rat, they should have used that rat for later in the movie. Yes. Um, (laughs) Wait, wait, but there's something so crazy about this character because if you're supposed to believe that this character is going on this descent, this descent, he is getting laid left and right. He's rich. He's seemingly happy. But I think that's why he is going on the descent. Because he's getting laid too much? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he's, he's... You think that this is the madness of too much sexual activity? I do. I think that he is being... Pun- I think the I think a lot of people in this audience that, that probably resonates being- with. Because <laughs> nobody's fucking more than podcast fans. Well, because he but admits, he into- admits uh, uh, very honestly that he's been sexually aroused by a... a that. Yeah. And I do think there's something happening to him where his sexuality is causing him to go insane. So, which goes back to my theory this is about AIDS. Exactly. Wait, no, your theory is. that this Wait. is about AIDS? Yeah. You just stole June's theory. No, no it was, was mine. This she was, was it's almost really like contracted yeah. June's theory. Was really <laughs> theory. You're going to get my theory soon. <laughs> <laughs> What? Wow. Um, (laughs) Scandal. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival, and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie-cutter places, and I went on Airbnb, and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes! That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
When you're thinking of hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching. And you know what? Did you know that 70% of users don't even visit other leading job sites? If you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. LinkedIn knows that small businesses might not have the time or resources, so they're constantly finding ways to make the process easier. 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate in 24 hours, and they even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash valuable. That's linkedin.com slash valuable to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I was traveling with my kids. We stopped to get breakfast at Shake Shack and my kids said, mom said, we can have milkshakes. And I was so tired. It didn't make sense to me, but I was like, if June says the kids can have milkshakes, I'll get them milkshakes. I got them milkshakes. June's like, I never said that. And you know what? I felt ripped off. I felt ripped off by my own kids. And that's the feeling I don't ever like to have. I never like to get ripped off by anyone. And that's why Harry's started their company of Harry's Razors, because they saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry. And they decided to do something better. That's right. They decided to do a razor that had a great price, high customer satisfaction, that had a no-risk trial, and they have other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors, okay? I love the body wash, and they have deodorant that smells damn good. I gotta tell you, I love these razors. They are perfect, and now I am a paying subscriber. That's right. So do not settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3. That's right. Go to harrys.com slash bonkers. That's harrys.com slash bonkers for a $3 trial set. Uh, a sign of, uh, of of all the movies that we've been doing lately has been animal POV cam. Yep. Whenever you see that an animal has like its own camera, and this movie... There's a bat cam. The bat yeah. is just swooping in. So does the, the he bat gets is bitten so twice on a string? Yeah. And, and, and oh, here's the other question. Okay, okay, sorry to interrupt. No, please. Did anybody else think that maybe this movie was about a man who got bit by a bat and just had rabies? Yes. yes. Oh wow. Yes. Like did any, that's what I thought at a certain point. I was like, oh, maybe he just got bit by that bat in that first scene. And the rest of it is just his descent into madness because of rabies. But then they double down and he gets bit in the next scene by a woman. So I'm like, yeah. I don't know well, that he did. I don't think he does. I don't know okay. that he did. Right, because he doesn't because when he sees her because in the club. Because Jessica Biel at the end of the movie is like, I don't know who you are, bro. So he's yeah. in, so Not this Jessica is, Biel. Jennifer Beals. So Jennifer Beals, right? Not yes. Jessica Beale. Yes. We're going to get this straight, guys. <laughs> but I'm going to use them interchangeably, so also <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> but she... But all right, so then... When, uh, this is like, when does the movie stop happening? At the bat bite, and then everything's in his Ooh. head from there on in? So you think maybe Jacob's Lantern? That's yeah. what I was going to say. <laughs> Question mark? Because it's like the bat bite... From there on in, he's an unreliable narrator. Well, no, I think he's going crazy is what's happening. Okay. He's just going crazy. Yeah. It's not like it's imaginary or anything. But we're only seeing him. Well, but he's not getting bit. No. I don't think so. I don't think 
but he is biting other people. Well, yeah, he murders that yeah. girl. Yeah. Later on in the movie, when he runs face first into a wall and yeah. thinks it's his psychiatrist, I believe that is really happening. <laughs> the, uh, the only other theory is that when the bat bit him, his spirit went into the bat, Hang and the bat's spirit what? went into yeah. him. And the rest wait, of the movie wait, I'm in on, Yes, I'm this on this the, now. This is the you only under- other viable theory. The only other explanation. Yeah. Is wait, he is he acting goes, as a bat? Yes, he's the bat. It's the only thing that makes bat. sense. It's, it's, it's true. actually the only June, thing. June, welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> we missed you. <laughs> I wait. So the bat is acting as Nicolas Cage, and then Nicolas Cage is somehow the bat is just flying around, potentially happy, as a bat. Well, I don't know. We didn't get to learn that much about Nick Cage's character. Okay, before true. He was you know before Bit. he became a I, bat. Yeah. This movie is amazing, but <laughs> this movie is about one man's descent into absolute madness. I feel like, and it's also about the heroic journey of a woman to find a contract. <laughs> and that's what made me really happy. I okay. was like, there is point, equal weight on both. At any point where I was like, what is this movie about? Because it for real makes no sense. I was like, oh no, they've got to find that contract in these files. And that's the most but clearly they delineated But they don't need line. to find, the, that's the other thing. They don't, they don't need, need to, to find, find the oh, contract. Yeah. No. There's so much about the movie that's extremely vague. Like anything that's, you never know what's happening at any time. Is he a vampire? Is this really happening? What's going on? Except for Frank Heatherton (laughs) needs the contract for Rattlesnake Hills from his first foreign sale to Der Spiegel. Well, we know every piece of minutia about this contract and and nothing else. We want to forget it, but we can't. None of that is relevant to the movie. Here is my question, though. Obviously, I don't agree with how he treated her. Um, Uh, 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 uh. (laughs) But why couldn't she find that contract? Yeah. She was in there uh, till 3 a.m. She was working crazy hours. Like, and it was if just, just there. Literally yeah. going like this. But here's the why thing. Why couldn't she find because it? Because a good portion of her day was spent running away, running from, away from him right. while he actively chased her through a work environment. <laughs> sure. And everybody was like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah. That one woman in the bathroom, he chases her into the woman's bathroom, yeah. basically threatens her life in front of this woman, and yes. she says, what the fuck is going on? And then leaves. Yes! Um, I will play that scene because watch her kind of look at the director like, was that it? Did I get it? Um, here it is. Uh, bathroom lady. Here we go. Old lady bathroom. All right, here we go. This is, ama- this is an amazing scene, too. It's a real, real uh, fun scene. What the hell is he doing in here? I have a gun. If you hurt me, I'm going to use it. What the fuck is going on? Washes her hands, does not dry them. (laughs) (laughs) And then, as you walk it away, just look right down the lens. Straight down the barrel. (laughs) Just look right down the lens, and that's where we're going to cut out. I Uh, feel like maybe my character would help her. Nope. Nope, She's you seen wouldn't. this. Yeah. Hey, look, it's a literary agent office. There's yeah. guys chasing women into bathrooms all the time, being threatened this with guns. Just, this is just part of 
literary agencies in the fast-moving 80s. We all saw Bright Lights, Big City. We know what this is like. I also thought that there was an improv, like a level one improv student level of an understanding of what happens at an office. Like it was sort of like, we're in the office. Yeah. Get those files, I'll get them. Like it was just, nothing felt like anyone had ever been there. Like, this is paper. <laughs> You know, well, just... speaking of, the scene that made me insane was, I can't remember, it was in the beginning when he's looking out the window and there's a hot dog salesman. Oh, yes. You know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, this is so weird. And this is the direction and like people who can't improvise because the hot dog guy is giving two hot dogs to a couple who's kind of making out and they don't take the hot dogs quick enough and he shoves them in their face. He's... It's so horrible. His, he's so desperate to get them these hot dogs. As though there's a line of people waiting <laughs> yeah. behind them. But I did have an issue with those people. Just wait for it. Like, they have to make out during their hot dog no, session? Just well, that's like the couple, making out, the couple making out in the, in the nightclub as well. They kept coming back to them. He's wearing silver gloves, and they're like... <laughs> <laughs> this movie is... Everybody's super horny. Everybody's yeah. saying the word horny all the time. It's like, that's a whole thing. It is a... Deeply uncomfortable movie. Um, thank God he's in therapy. Yes. Yeah. He's in therapy with a therapist. Ob- obsessed who, with a therapist. Obsessed with a therapist who has like it late in the game is revealed to have like a very young lover. Right. That I was Everything. obsessed with. I was like, what is her story? I want a whole movie about that therapist and her yes. life in New York. I'm yeah, and she's yeah. like the original Lorraine Bracco. I feel yes. like Lorraine That's Bracco. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, I feel like but Lorraine Bracco was like, no, 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 David Chase. I know what yeah. I'm going to do. But she has an interesting like way of practicing because there are times where she really tries to you know make connections and see the metaphor and what he's saying, and then there are other times. He first says that he was attacked by a bat and felt sexually aroused. She's like, well, well, whatever, it's a bat. So so you felt something, okay, who cares? Anyway, like, she completely dismisses him. Yeah, she says something basically like, well, you probably already had a boner because you were about to do it, which is not a real, like, psychiatrist. I don't know if that's in the, like, DSM-4 for psychiatry. (laughs) Well, maybe you already had a boner because he was about to do it. Yeah, because he did, because he did, reveal I think in that moment he was like hey I feel awkward she's like no you're fine you're totally fine can I ask her a genuine question because Paul has pulled up this picture of the therapist and her young lover yeah who I thought was the brother for a moment who's her brother I thought it was Alva's brother Alva's brother oh I can can see that I can see that okay I have a real question for the audience does anybody wear a towel around their neck like that (laughs) ever this is a real movie trope that I would never think to wrap a towel around my neck, like, doo 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 Yeah, it's not, I guess if you just finish washing your hair and then you're kind of like... But that to me is like, don't worry, I'm communicating to the audience, I just took a shower. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess you're right. I, it means that you want to keep the towel on you, but you also want to keep your dick exposed. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I still got to dry off. You certainly can't wrap it around you your dick. Do you think dick is out? No. Uh, no, yes. so well, I would guess, hope not. So, you so, so why is he using so many towels? He's using two towels? <laughs> Who is this fuck? <laughs> oh, I'm just going to come over to your house, bang you out, take a shower, use two of your nice red towels. Yeah. 
He has no body hair. He probably air dries in like 10 seconds. Yeah. This guy is for sure using guest towels. <laughs> he is naked from the waist down. She looks almost like Emma Thompson in this, which makes me really wish, wish Emma Thompson was in this movie. She would be a great therapist. Uh, I also have an issue with Nick Cage when he always had sex. His undershirt was on. Yeah. That undershirt yeah. never came off. Yeah. And it just felt weird to me. He's always having like... He kept coming when she bit him, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. But, he, but he was never bit. Yes, he was. He did. Well, Wait, he, he was. was not bit by her. Well, oh, not think? in real life. What do you think? I think the bat bit him. Yeah. For sure. And I, don't, I think he met that you girl. Think, they, okay, so you think the Band-Aid is covering a bat bite. Yes. Not he a did shaving get, accident. No, he did get bit by the bat because right. he comes out of the apartment like, Ugh, and they laugh. <laughs> and they get in the cab uh. and they go away. Where did they go, by the way? Maybe to her house. Maybe. And then, because he remember he he gets <laughs> That's a busted. Mystery we'll never know. <laughs> well, he gets <laughs> he gets busted go? the next morning by Alva because she sees that he's not wearing any socks and she's making a lot of judgments about him. There's, yeah. a, there's one shot where he's looking at her calves and socks. Why? I didn't even catch that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, now I'm sort of thinking, there, so there's one scene where they're in the very beginning, they're walking through the bar, and you sort of, the camera's like pat, picking up a little bit of other conversations. Yeah. Does that have anything to do with the plot of this movie? Do you mean the I can tell you two Michael of the people that, in? Two, that? Yeah, John Michael Higgins and David Hyde Pierce. Oh, yes. I didn't see David Hyde The only two conversations are David Hyde Pierce and John Michael Higgins. I saw Jonathan Michael Higgins, and I was like, yeah. wait. And then I was like, oh, maybe they're all part of the same company, and we're going to see more of them? Nope. Nope. Gone forever. Yes, you never see them again. This is a movie that doesn't add up. The minute he's... Okay, so we... And we, by the way, <laughs> have not broached the plot of this movie at all. No. I like, literally not at all. So he meets the first woman. They kind of try to have sex. He gets bit by the bat. She goes away. Uh, uh, he stands her up, sort of. She's mad. Then he meets... Um, no, he, he gets bit by the bat. Then the next night goes out and, and meets, meets Jennifer Beale. Yeah. Gets bit by her. Comes. So abruptly. That is the weird... You would think there would be some buildup to the first time he's bitten by a vampire in yeah. this movie called The Vampire's Kiss. And it happens, like, so fast. He yeah, meets it, her and then suddenly he's getting bit by her. And she's like, yeah, they go right... They cut. They don't even, like, show any of the seduction. He's like, getting yeah. laid constantly. constantly. He's yeah. in a world in which he just gets laid easy... And then, but then she. I mean, she's he's a literary agent, you know. I guess so. Yeah, sure. Short story in, in a agent. a time where everybody wants to be a short story writer. Yeah. <laughs> but then I also thought, too, he's not a dick. Like, if you're looking at the transformation, and I know we're going, like, he's transforming into being a kind of sane person into an insane person, but he doesn't, like, he doesn't start off nice. Wouldn't it have been nicer to be like, Oh, he's a normal, affable gent who then becomes insane? He treats Alva. I think that's ins- what he thought he was doing. But he, yeah. the first scene with Alpha, he's like, get me that. Like, he's not like... He's, oh, my favorite. Uh, there's, I, I have 10,000 favorite scenes, but I loved the one where he's like, Alva, 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 Alva! And it just keeps cutting out into the office, and people are like, what the fuck is going on? That seemed to be inspired by Dave, the chipmunk's dad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. he, he draws from a lot of different stories. Oh, yeah. Squeakle? I think that's a yeah. squeakle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. If he's not a vampire by the end, then I will I will. Wait, commend... you think he is? You believe that he is a vampire? No, I don't know what he is. I don't know if he's a vampire or not by the end. But 
if he is, in a world in which he is actually a vampire at the end, I did, I did like, and this is where I will give the movie props, I liked the slow burn into being a vampire. There is no slow burn because he's not a vampire. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you who else I can tell you who else doesn't know whether or not he's a vampire is Nicolas Cage and the director of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Nicolas Cage gives one of the most unhinged performances. Yeah. And this is saying a lot because he's Nicolas Cage. I would this argue This is a movie that has so many scenes that are so batshit crazy that I watched them and I was like, this right here, this almost insane level scene is the take that the director was like, this is the one we can use. Well, I will, I, will go, I will go one step further and say I think that this scene right here, just to kind of show you, should be required for every actor. This is, this is legendary. This, is, this should be every, everyone who auditions for Juilliard or anything should have to use this scene. How could somebody misfile something? What could be easier? It's all alphabetical. You just put it in the right file according to alphabetical order. You know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. Huh? That's all you have to do. Very good. You know your alphabet. I never misfiled anything! That one's not work time! That, this is, that is an amazing freeze frame. This I is have, the beginning of the end. From Moonstruck to, to this. That he is positioning his shoulders and back and he does kind of a Peter Pan hands on hips dance for a minute <laughs> like he's about to crow but this is what I mean I, this is where I feel like this movie is the story of a man who is in the throes of like an onset of schizophrenia or something yeah. like a real yeah. mental collapse is happening to him he's like at that age where it's like this is where it comes on so and nothing to do with the bat I, I, or it's rabies. Or it's rabies. I, I think certainly it, don't think he's a vampire. I, no I thought it's it was crazy. rabies, too. I really thought it was rabies because it's like, it makes, because if you just go like, he just went insane, then who, I guess the question is, is like. But does rabies present like that? <laughs> Are we? Any doctors any in the audience? Any doctors? Any, rabies, any doctors? Any vets in the Any audience? current rabies victims? <laughs> Any any feral people? <laughs> Anybody dressed up as somebody with rabies? It, that you no, know, like. But here's my, I guess my big note. Then, let us in. Let the yeah. audience in on some level of what's going can. on. Because at one point, I thought when he looks in the mirror, he's like, "I can't see myself. I can't see oh myself." Oh my god. I'm like, you're there. And then I'm like, well, oh, so can you not afford that effect? Or no. are you just saying... See, that's, that's, I think, that's madness. I well, think that's what his, I think. His mind is telling him he's turning into a vampire. And as a result, because we can see in the, that scene, they're like, well, don't worry, he's not disappeared because yeah. there's seven times as many mirrors as there should be in this room, all of which he is in. But that's not... That's the, but... 
The only thing that definitively tells you that he's not a vampire is when he shoots himself with a gun, which is blanks. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm a vampire. Like, oh, well, of course he thinks he's a vampire because he just shot himself with blanks. Yeah. He's not really. That's when I started to go, oh. oh. Wait, no, he's wait, not a What do you mean? Wait, what? Those were blanks when he put sure, the gun in his sure, mouth. Sure. And when he shot, he shot himself twice. Which, and he, by the way, would fuck you up regardless. Big time. Sure. Big time. Giantly. And, uh, and, but I think that Giantly? I think you mean bigly. Bigly. I was just about to say fuck. <laughs> he also does a thing with the mirror where uh, he, he touches it and he goes like, ah, like it's burning oh, him. Yeah. And you can almost hear the director be like, should we tell him that the vampires aren't burned by yes. mirrors? Uh, no, no. <laughs> That's I not think, a vampire it's thing. It's a vampire. It's like, <laughs> the mirror is hot. <laughs> but he so, does so many things like that that are, you can tell him just improvising constantly yeah. and that's all they could use. They had to use everything, oh, yeah. I think. But he did kill one woman. Yeah. yeah. He did rape another. Disco death. Well, he does so, admit to that. So those things did happen. Yes, yeah. I believe so. Well, they, well, definitely this happened. Um, yeah, disco The death. New York Post with a great headline, Girl Victim of Bizarre Murder. Can I ask you what? And with a murder scene on the cover. <laughs> like, very rarely does the New York Post get the, <laughs> the, the evidence photos. bloody dead body on the cover of the newspaper. <laughs> and, and, and really, that would have gone to press very late in 89. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to get that photo to run that headline when he runs out of the club they say the sun's about to come up it means it's like 5am there's no way this is making it thank like god there was time. one good New York Post reporter in there chief I got a scoop <laughs> hold the front page I like, ran contra don't run it <laughs> And you know what? We'll give all the specifics to the post. Just generalities to the Daily News. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way... Body found. Um, I also like that it's girl victim. Yeah. Girl victim. All what? he did was bite no, her I neck. No, I think they're saying like girl. Also, victim. nobody in the news oh. is nobody in the, the the news is picking up on the vampire aspect of this. <laughs> it's a woman who died with two puncture holes in her neck. The like vampire doesn't play into the but, headline but, at but all. But now, by the way, I've had those plastic vampire teeth in at certain points in my life. You Greg. know, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed a vampire dress up. We get no it. No big go, deal. Having fun with a little vampire. You can't do. Shit with those teeth, and to yeah. think that he punctured a woman's neck—she had a soft neck. Oh wow! <laughs> she's Blaming asking the for victim? it. She's Blaming asking for it with oh, that soft, tissuey neck. I felt like I was like, okay, even if you bit into someone's neck, it would still take her a very long time to die from that. Right? Yeah. I think it would not. You would have to pierce her jugular and she would have to bleed out, and that would take minutes. Right? I mean, yeah. I it's almost like an ad know. for those teeth because there is a, a scene earlier that's basically <laughs> saying, like, you don't need the expensive ones yeah. to kill someone with that's these what teeth. That's the theme of this movie is. Because <laughs> he passes up on the really expensive teeth. He says, so, I, I, I don't have enough money. He's basically saying, poor. these will get the job done. He also becomes poor. He is for, very suddenly poor. <laughs> for no reason. Oh, yeah. He goes from having a lot of money to just $3 in his wallet. Well, he had to spend $50 to on, get on an the, Alva to come On the in. cab ride. Yeah, on that cab ride. Yeah. Oh, wait, so I, I know we're still unpacking it all, but if he's not I a vampire... Spend 17 hours talking about this movie. <laughs> but if he's not a vampire... Ten of them talking about the mimes dancing in front oh of... Oh, my uh, God. The building. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I, I want to know everything about those people. Nick Cage goes to random house. We don't know whose house is not his apartment because he lives in the brownstone. He goes to a random apartment to use a phone. To a, a lobby pay phone. Yeah. And as he walks by, two guys are West Side storying fighting. They're like, whew, whew. like it's very choreographed mime fighting. And they're in a loop because they're doing the same routine in mm -hmm. front of the building over and over again. Why? I genuinely want to know. Is that it's vampire stuff, you know? It's all vampires. Is that part of his illusion? Or is is he just like, nope, that's New York in the 80s, man. That's just where we're living. You know, it's desperately seeking Susan. It's after hours, and it's this. Wait, I just, I'm thinking about, I'm I'm jumping all over the place. I'm going to go back for a second and go, the place where he bought those vampire teeth, it seemed like they wouldn't sell vampire teeth. It seemed well, like it was a, like a phrenology yeah. neon skull thing. Uh, head yeah, thing like, a, like an front. herbal store. Like it seemed like it wasn't like a place where you buy like dollar ninety nine plastic vampire teeth. I mean, I look. I could see there would be some curiosities in that store. <laughs> <laughs> those are the those are the curiosities. The vampire teeth would be the curiosities. Okay. And there's also, in that store, uh, the very expensive vampire teeth are on display, and then he says, well, do you have cheaper ones? And he says, oh, yes, let me go into the secret drawer. <laughs> where For the people keep... who can't afford the $20 vampire teeth, yeah. like cheap-ass vampires. This is what's vampires. so interesting about the vampire teeth. Like, you could buy that he feels he's turning into a vampire, and that's a part of his delusion, and so he can't deal with the sun anymore. But when he buys the teeth, like... If he was a vampire, those fangs would grow, of course. Of so, course. Of course. So when he buys the teeth, he as the character knows, I'm buying these teeth to look like I'm a vampire. Well, so before that, some, he's like examining his own teeth. And he, but he sees that he doesn't have fangs. Correct. And so he goes out and buys the fangs. Hmm. Which, to me, shows a certain level of self-awareness. Like, I'm not a vampire. Clearly, because I don't have the teeth, so I'm gonna go buy the costume. And I disagree. Dress up I think he's. One. I think he's a perfectly rational person. <laughs> By the way, every decision he makes makes perfect sense. It would be like Hayes running around Anaheim right now, saying, "I'm a witch! I'm a witch!" Because he's wearing like a two-dollar witch hat. By the so, way, I think those shitty vampire teeth cost three fifty. <laughs> In the movie? In 1989? That's like a Cracker Jack prize. Yeah. Um, all right, so I would believe all this stuff that he's not a vampire and he's descending into madness if the end of the movie didn't have Jennifer Beals go, dream of me. Wait, wait, so wait, so that was real? No. But where, why is that bookending the movie that the vampire's going like... Because I think it's basically like, you're fucked, dude. You're crazy forever. (laughs) But she's really a vampire. No. He's dying. Oh, so that's his last image. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought that was like, I I thought that was like the, like Michael, like the Michael Jackson moment at the end of the thriller when he's like, ha ha, I am scary. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, like. I think he says that line of dialogue, right? <laughs> they cut it out. They cut it out and it became a huge hit. Uh, it would never... It would never... <laughs> I don't know, Michael. I think we have to cut out... Ha-ha, I am scary. Ha-ha, I am scary. Uh, it's fooled you. <laughs> fooled you, guys. <laughs> Just joshing. How else, how else Just joking. How else are people going to know that I'm scary at the end? <laughs> I have to say, ha-ha, I am I'm scary. scary. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Um, I don't know. Maybe the little boy in the beginning had something to do with all this. What? Oh yeah. The little boy. The little boy who was peering over the stairwell. Yeah. We never saw him again, and I really no. thought we would. Is he a wizard of some kind? Wait, you think he's like from like on summer break from Hogwarts? What do you think? <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough. But Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimize for every device, get your website discovered fast with integrated optimized SEO tools, Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. You know, there are things that we need to get off our chest. Maybe someone in your life, a loved one, is driving you crazy, but they don't mean to be driving you crazy, and you want to vent and you want to get it out, but you just don't want to drop it on them because you're not really mad at them. Maybe you're mad at yourself because we all have these things that set off our stressors, right? We keep them bottled up, and they start to affect us, and we start to then affect other people because our energy is off. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, you get matched, and then guess what? If you don't like your therapist, you can switch to another licensed therapist at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bonkers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bonkers. Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted with the finest materials for irresistible comfort every single night. Now, save up to $800 on select adjustable mattress sets only at stearnsandfoster.com. Lesser savings may apply. Um, June, I want to ask you a question because you're, you know, obviously you're a woman and... In, uh, <laughs> obviously. Do you, obviously. You, do you iron a lot in your bra? <laughs> Is that a comfortable position to iron? Well, first of all, she's wearing... I hate those weird 80s bras that have, like, no boobs in them. Like yeah. they wear these weird pointy bras that don't fill out a woman's chest. Um, <laughs> or that the woman's chest does not fill out. Yeah. Well, I can't tell. I, this is honestly something I've thought about. Like, is it that women were not fitted correctly for bras? Or was it that you just could never, no matter what size chest you had, you could never fit into a bra that looks like that? This is such a good question. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I really want to drill I down on this and this yeah. alone. Because I also want to talk about the w- stickers that were covering Jennifer Beals' boobs. Yes, thank you. Oh, I didn't I see didn't those. See were, uh, I think that were very visible and, like, not the same color as her body. Yeah. So that was also very weird. But I feel like that was, to me, 
those bras to me in movies are indicative of no over coverage so nothing is yeah. revealed that bra scene is so weird oh, her reaction is so crazy this is her boss who's been like threatening to kill her almost every day she took a day off work he showed up at her house he's standing outside her window and she kind of goes hey <laughs> <laughs> With with a bag bag of instant This is a person who has already chased her around the work environment. It's so much so that she said, I will shoot you with a gun. (laughs) And then he showed up and she's like, all right, come on in. What's happening? (laughs) He says something to the effect of like, I'm sorry that I mistreated you. And she's kind of like, aw. She keeps, he keeps, he bait and switches her so many times. Into like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. And then he's like, ah! ah! And then, like, the minute he turns on a dime on her, yeah. it is. <laughs> I also wasn't sure, like, what is going on in this home that's forcing her to go back to this job? Quit. What's happening How about there? quit? Or how about this? Go to HR. Please. Yes. Like, things are happening. They, he, she in your clearly did. She clearly did. And then he was sitting around with all of his buddies and Holy they were shit. like, that Total locker room talk. Scenes. Locker room talk in there. Yeah. <laughs> that was terrible. They're all laughing. Can you believe she asked me for a raise just because you chased her around? And then the boss was like, the only thing I want to know is was there anything written about me in the bathroom walls? And what did it say? <laughs> I was like, Come on, guys. <laughs> we can do better than this. <laughs> Yeah, those guys are like. So she probably did go to HR, and then was kind of tough with them. They're like, "Hey, I'm gonna sue you. Give me a raise." They're like, "No," and she's like, "Okay, I'll go back to my desk and yeah. find that file." Yeah, I mean, the movie is incredibly misogynistic. Also, I couldn't believe that she didn't kill him at the end. That we had to enlist her brother, a character we've never met. Yeah, to come and see. Yeah, the she should have killed him. Of course, she should have. And. Well, also the thing that I thought was so weird is they tie them together so much. When he's having his first mental breakdown, he's destroying the apartment. They're cutting that back and forth with her on the subway, seemingly in no harm, but like rattled. Yeah. I mean, Something what, is happening between, and I don't know what it is. I, I think with your theory about AIDS and the late 80s, early 90s, that something was happening. She's wearing a lot of Laura Ashley dresses. She was very innocent. She was very virginal. And her in the white bra and covering herself up, there was something something connected between the two of them where he literally wanted, I mean, he did rape her at the end, but he wanted to destroy her. Somebody just went, (gasps) spoiler alert. I will say, according to the director of the movie, that's not a real rape. (laughs) Oh, no. Whatever oh, does that no. mean? Yeah. That's in the commentary. Yeah, we'll get into that. Oh my god. Um, well, well, oh god. He had a, he had a chance to weigh in on that scene, and that's the one thing he wanted people to to take. He out. admits to it at the end. I mean, this ending scene where he finally where he gets off. This is like so. Nick Nick, Nick Cage is being. Um, hold on, what's here? This is. When he's finally kind of, uh, I'm just going to fast forward a little bit. He goes back to his therapist. <laughs> he goes this, back. This is where the movie truly became <laughs> transcendent for me. Is the scene in which he is like going back and forth between an actual therapy session, like a, a, a fantasy therapy session, and the reality of him talking with a blood-soaked mouth 
Talking to the corner of a building. Yes. So in this scene, he, uh, the, his therapist is like, hey, I found the per perfect girl for you. They agree that they like everything, and just, I'll take it from here. So refreshing. refreshing. You see that? We're on exactly the same wavelength. Fantastic. So long, Dr. Glazer. Oh, I almost forgot. I did rape someone a couple nights ago. Girl at the office, I just lost control. It's just a little id release, no use to worry. <sighs> just thought I should tell you. Okay. So that off my mind. Oh yeah. Also, I uh Well the fact is I did murder someone last night. I turned into a vampire, it's a long story. Goodness. Peter, 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 people get murdered every day in this city. Do you think the world is going to stop? Yeah, I guess, but the police and everything, what if they find me? Would you stop worrying and just get on with your big romance? He hasn't even been arrested and the big lug is carrying on. Now just get out of here, the both of you have a wonderful life together and I will take care of the cops. This is a movie we watched. Like, like they made this movie. People cut it together and it was like, guess this is it. I guess it works. We'll put it works. in theaters. About the police, in, in the real world of this movie, he's walking down the street, covered in blood, soaked in blood, yes. carrying like he just a sharp weapon. Yes. I think. The police are, yeah. are not well, a problem. No, it looks here like is he just like did an autopsy with his mouth. Um, here <laughs> is the interesting thing: most of the scenes where he's running around screaming, they shot on long lens, and everyone in that is real yep. New Yorkers who give him no reaction at all. Um, and this like, is what I love about you, New York. You and, guys fucking get it. And then this New is New York City. This is, a, this is a, look. Uh, this is a little bit on loop here when he's going into vampire mode. And just watch people's reactions. These are real people. I'm a vampire! 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 I mean, it seems insane, but like I lived in New York for 12 years and like that's yeah. not that weird. So basically, we could all have Nicolas Cage's in front of our apartments in New York, essentially. That could be the, the case. I would for sure, and I would not react at all if someone either. was screaming, I'm a vampire. I'd be like, yep, New yep. York City. <laughs> I'm going to cross the street right now, and that's all. Um, all right, let's get to the audience because I think the audience is going to have some good questions. Uh, do you have any questions, any explanation, hopes? Let's get into it. Today we're giving out some stickers from Leanna Waldron, who designed some great Kumite stickers, some great Where Do the Butt Starts, and, I'm, uh, and it's like telling your aunt that you had sex. And, Where does uh, the butt start? Here we go. Uh, raise your hand if you have a question. All right, great, right here. Now, sir, your name, but I want you to give me your best Nicolas Cage doing three letters of the alphabet. So you have to pick any three, and you have to articulate them like Nick Cage would do. So any three you want, your name, and your question. Here we go. Here we go. First, your name. PJ. Okay, here, Nick Cage. Nick Cage. A, B, C. Great. And your question. So first, an explanation, if I might. Sure. So I think this film is about misogyny, sexual politics, 
and uh, a Freudian obsession with his mother as uh, the vampire. And that this has driven him into madness. And that, yeah, he's, he's absolutely insane from, from the get-go, but he, he just, he's cage descending into the cage that is his madness. Whoa, wow. Started Are with the you bat a mental health professional? I am, well, I'm a musician. Okay. All right, it works. Immediately untrustworthy. <laughs> you have a question too? What instrument? <laughs> What's your question? So in that scene that you played up there where he's talking to the corner of the building, does anybody else think that he looks like a cracked out Stephen Baldwin? Oh, he kind of does look a little bit like Stephen Baldwin. I, I would say yes. There you go. There's your question. So Stephen Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin, yeah. <laughs> if you have costumes, I want to see your costume too. Yes. Okay. Oh, we have a great costume here. This is amazing. This is a Nick Cage costume. Um, uh, can you guys guess who it is? Take a look from the stage. It's a bunny rabbit. Con Air, you're right. Nick Cage from oh, Con Air. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Amazing Fantastic. costume. Got it. All right. Here you go. Your name, your Nick Cage impression, and your question. Is it a, the, the alphabet? The alphabet. Okay, my name is Diana. D-E-F-G! Great. Nice. <laughs> so, you say that he's not a vampire, and you have different theories as well, but you're very quick to believe that he killed that woman. And I actually had a disagreement with my husband about that, where he is, yes, he killed her, but she's in the big nightclub all by herself. She has cocaine. No one's around her. She's all by herself. He manages to kill her and then wander back into this huge club. I, I know they're doing the whole, everyone is focusing on dancing and they're only into themselves, but how is it this woman's by herself? And I actually did believe with like the bad blood and everything. And the I teeth. think we know she's dead because the newspaper tells us. Yeah. But we don't I just want to get to your point. To be that, real. Uh, so in your, you said that she has cocaine and no one's around her. In your experience, when people pull out the coke at the club, <laughs> everybody wants a piece. Am I right? The 80s. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, what do you think? I mean, I, I think that everything is fair play that you are, that she is not dead. Really? There, it's the blood. The, the thing I trust is him like wandering the street. Oh, and, right, yeah. Like, and he's covered in blood, and it's, and I it's buy not it. his. I, just, so. I mean, like, if, if the newspaper didn't tell us that she was dead, yeah. I would be like, oh, maybe she's not dead. Yeah. Um, because it didn't seem like a, a wound that was lethal at all, mm -hmm. you know? But that's just me. But the newspaper tells us I mean, maybe she overdosed, and then he also killed her. So maybe she was passed out there, and he, like, drilled Possibly. into her. We got to find out. We got to talk to the cops. We got to get like a serial <laughs> so kind of podcast going on about the murder. Before she, before, this is the thing about this movie. This movie exists in a world in which women, beautiful women, cannot wait to fuck Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> so much so that he comes staggering up to this woman who's doing coke and just starts groping and touching her. And she's like, I'm into it. It's this. on at that point. She's yeah. pretty into it. And then he like bites her to death. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? The weird thing, and I'm not Get trying out of to. There, lady. I, and I'm not trying to blame her at all. But it, I'm trying to imagine if someone came over and started biting me, I feel I would just. Yeah. <laughs> I would just get up. And, and yeah. Or like pull his hair and yeah, pull his head off. Yeah, that's her. what was so And weird. Coke doesn't make you like chilled out. It wasn't, it's not like she was like on like Molly. She's like, oh, this feels good. She'd be like, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? Be like, you know, she'd get violent. I like would if imagine. anything, she would be like, she would have like Coke strength. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, snap. 
She'd be like Twins. the man. So you're saying she'd kind of be like the man of bricks. Well, but no, but here's the thing. But She'd I'm be like the man of that, bricks. But I'm yeah. saying that, by the way, because we know he's not a vampire, I don't think. Yeah. But, we are sure he's okay, not a vampire. Fine, fine. We're sure he's not a vampire. But by by but by, by a round if of applause. Human, how many okay, go ahead. If a human were to come over and start biting me with plastic with teeth. With plastic teeth, I think it wouldn't I think I'd probably be able to get out of it, not to brag. <laughs> June Paul not Paul get those brag. plastic teeth. <laughs> All I'm gonna say is when we met, no, you but, did but not. This is what right? I'm saying. But this is what I'm saying. If a now, if a vampire came over Uh-oh. and started biting my neck, I wow. don't know. What, what do you it's mean? Vi- I don't it's know. It's very difficult I, to say. I don't, it's difficult to say. Well, yeah, because he would because hypnotize you with his vampire. eyes. He is hypnotizing eyes. The vampire. Okay, Some of them are strong. Just left off. By a round of applause, who thinks this story involves Nicolas Cage turning into a vampire? Okay. Okay. One okay, okay. person. So everybody in a pretty crowded person. hall. One down. person. Everybody calm down. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> it is just you and you alone. <laughs> You're okay with that? He for sure though isn't, right? No way. How many people don't think he's a vampire? Whole audience. Pretty much but whole audience. I also want to ask how many people aren't sure? That's a lot. People. Okay. That's a lot of people. This is like being an undecided voter in this election. <laughs> what is wrong with you idiots? <laughs> Gary, man. I'm with Gary. All right. Here, uh, all right uh, your, your name, your Nicolas Cage impression, and your question. Uh, my name is David. WXYZ! Great. Yeah. All right, so uh, I want to do a little research, and I went and found out on Box Office Mojo that, that movie, this movie only made $725,000. Yeah. And I also noticed it opened the same day as it had this get made classic No Holds Barred. And I was just wondering if you guys had to choose between acting with either Kurt Fuller in No Holds Barred or Nicolas Cage in this movie, which one would you want to be in with? Wow, that's a great question. There's your stickers for you. Uh, who would you rather act with? Kurt Fuller, who is... Now, June, if you probably don't remember uh, No Holds Barred. He's the network, uh, he's the any network the executive who calls, um, who calls him a... Um, oh, yeah. What, a, a, a jock ass? Jock ass? Right? What's the quote? You jock ass. <laughs> remember him? Right, vaguely. Yeah. Um, oh, for me... The answer is obvious. All day, every day, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> All day, every day, Nick Cage. I, I, I want to wake up in a world in which Nicolas Cage is running around going berserk. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. What are we doing? We're doing total insanity, ring of blood around my mouth. Great. I'm on board. Yeah, Kurt Fuller's a good actor. I, I mean, and, and so is Nicolas Cage. But I'm just saying, but it's more of an interesting experience, I would imagine. I, I would to say get, like, Nick Cage. Caged on. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I live in a world in which I understand Nicolas Cage to be insane, right? And, and we've seen, obviously, a million Nicolas Cage movies that are Cuckoo Bananas, Wicker Man, so many good ones. This is a movie in which he is, what did you say, 23? 23 years old. He's 20, so, wow. so Nicolas Cage, was that Nicolas Cage even then? And that's, that's terrifying. <laughs> That this is, is terrifying. Just think of what they needed to do in Moonstruck to keep him contained. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, because it was all there. It was ready to explode. I see him doing takes and then being like, okay, we're going to go again. And he's like, no, you got it. <laughs> and they're like, we for sure didn't. 
You didn't say any of the lines in this scene. You acted crazy. Your accent doesn't match any of the accents you've done so far. And he's like, trust me, you got it. Sir, your name, your Nicolas Cage impression. You can also say boo-hoo, because he did a good boo-hoo in here. And uh, your question. My name is Sharik. Um, boo that's great. That's okay, very good. Um, I wanted to know if you guys noticed that um, he's watching Nosferatu um, when he is supposedly bit by the imaginary vampire. And then later on when he's in the club, he's kind of basically taken on this whole Nosferatu. Like he's got his shoulders up. Yeah, no, he's, he's doing like, the Nosferatu yeah. posture and everything. And yeah. I thought it was really kind of crazy that he was doing that. And it was a weird choice that he was making. Again, that to me is Nicolas Cage. You know, like, that's the, like, the story in Kick-Ass is, you know, like, they go, they show, the first day that they do the scene in which he's big, in the Big Daddy gear, Nicolas Cage does the Adam West voice, and he hadn't told anybody he was going to do it, and it was like, that's what I'm doing. (laughs) And they had to be like, okay? (laughs) Like, that's what I love. He's a true maniac. It's like Forrest Gump said, you never know what you're going to get, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <you're... laughs> I enjoyed that very much myself. Um, sir, your name, your Nicolas Cage impression, and your question. Uh, my name's Oliver. Uh, D-E-F. Right. Great. That was awesome. All right, question. So in the same way that there's a kind of knockoff Fantastic Four in the movie, is all of the movie a kind of knockoff American Psycho? Well, this is before American Psycho, because you could argue Hmm. that American Psycho ripped this movie off. Yeah, Jay McInerney. Is that who it is? Brett Easton Ellis. Brett Easton Ellis, thank you. Let's get him on the phone. (laughs) It is the same reveal. Guys, let's get into this. Brett Easton Ellis, still in it. Are you you guys are in costume? This is not all right. Wait, Amazing just, costume here. Did you just say the you guys are in costume? They're like, no, we're not. They're very clearly in costume. They're the ambiguously gay duo right here. <laughs> amazing, amazing costume. Awesome. Very good. All right, your name, your Nicolas Cage impression, wait, and wait, your wait, question. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are they really in ambiguous? Stand up if yeah. you are. Take the Oh, board. yeah. They're yeah. an amazing. And they're I drinking red that. wine. You guys look amazing. Okay, your name, your Nicolas Cage impression, and your question. Okay, my name is Liz, with N-U-P. Great. <laughs> accent. Um, I have a quick comment and a question. All right, quick. Um, all right. All right. Um, so when he kills the woman in the club or not, uh, he goes and throws up, and then he puts the vampire teeth back in his mouth, which I thought was super disgusting. I couldn't tell if they were like, still in his mouth when he vomited or not. Um, but my question is, did you get like a weird vibe about the relationship between Alva and her brother? Like, he calls her baby. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, he wakes up one morning and she's just kind of standing in his room next to his bed. It's very, theirs is a very tender love Something story. Something yeah. was strange in that house. Too many adult children living in the home. <laughs> yeah. The mom's just making tons of eggs. <laughs> Which I don't care for. <laughs> Made me trust this movie. That mom would kill you. That yeah. mom would straight up kill you. Um, all right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, all right, yes, okay. Here you go. Final question. What do we got? Um, 
Uh, I'll just tell you the question. This is more for like June. Um, did you notice his date at the the museum? She had this hat that had a hole. Of course I did. In it for her of hair. Of course I did. <laughs> the I, hat that only covered like. The circumference of her head? Yeah. 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 It was just, basically just a brim. <laughs> but what I loved about that hat was when she walked away from him, she yes. pulled it down and yeah. more of her head popped out of it. Um, okay. Well, this, uh, some great questions. Great job to all of you. Obviously, we had an opinion about this film, but there are other people out there that had a different opinion. It is now time for second opinions. One, I really liked that movie. Two, I liked it even more. One, two, second opinions. Amazing. Uh, What's your name, sir? Derek. Gary? Derek. Derek. Whoa, hold on a second, Derek. Derek, great job. And I love that you themed, I love that you themed your second opinion. There you go, great job. Thank you, Derek. Well done. Well done. That's... That's how it's done, you guys. (laughs) Uh, That was really, really great. All right, these are five-star reviews. Cold from Amazon. Let's get into it. Okay, this is from Bobby Sprinkles. (laughs) And he simply writes, It's like watching two dogs making love. You'll want to look away, but you can't. Or maybe you don't want to look away. Maybe you want to keep on watching and watching and watching. This movie will make you feel dirty, but it's so good. Five stars. Bobby Sprinkles. Sprinkles gets it. Nick, uh, this is from an Amazon customer, no name here. If there's any movie that completely and totally captures the human condition, this is it. It fully expresses the dangers of a stressful and hostile work environment, showing us the true need of a happy and stable lifestyle. Everyone who wishes to possess a deeper understanding of what it is like and how to live life needs to view this movie. You will not be disappointed. Five stars. It is a lot of this here because it goes here to Lizzie who writes, this movie is terribly misunderstood by those who have little understanding of the human psyche. Cage portrays a narcissist who desperately seeks love but equally fears it and cannot achieve it without disassociating from reality and creating a fantasy. Actually, that's exactly right. (laughs) That's, you guys, that's exactly right. That's what really happened with him and that woman with the crazy hat, is that as soon as he started to feel feelings for her, he ran away and made himself a vampire, completely unlovable because he feels undeserving. That's how you feel like that was his, like, he's just not that into you moment was like, wait, and then he's going to go on a date with her and then the vampire comes and she takes him away. This is what's happened. That's right. This is exactly what's happened. That's why he's in therapy because he's trying to find that, like, a real relationship. June... I feel I mean, like we can't read any more. Well, I'll read one more, but yeah, all right. Well, we exactly we cracked it open. What's Liz, here? I thought that dog's and bucking guy was onto something, but that one is oh, no, no, no. <laughs> that one's very smart as no, well. He's literally turned himself into a vampire and someone who could not be loved. Wow. 
We just brought it down to kind of bring it up, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Jake Himson writes this. If you like vampire movies, you will not like this movie. <laughs> My daughter's friend hated it, but she sat through the whole thing. If you're a goth person and you like to dress up like a vampire or for some stupid reason that you think you're related to Count Dracula, you'll also hate this movie. But maybe you should watch it because maybe you'll learn something about the way normal people view you knuckleheads. Five stars. Whoa. I love this. Da- the, my daughter's friend, the vampire girl. Yeah, she brings on this girl dressed like a goth, that idiot. <laughs> How about Why the- won't you play softball like her other sister? <laughs> you knucklehead. Um, this one was just, uh, I feel like we can't top that one, but I'm going to read this one because it's just so weird. Uh, it's just like, we are three youngsters from a northern place in Sweden, and we are addicted to this movie. We saw it every day. We're th- writing a review together. <laughs> We, we are three youngsters from Sweden. A northern place is like a northern place in this. Sweden. We saw this movie almost every day for three years. But sadly, the tape died on us and completely broke. So, Herm, we have no lives now. I'm really very scared. Like, I feel this very movie scared. will make you puke guts you. out of laughter. What is it? This movie will make you puke guts out of laughter. Well, maybe they, maybe they get it like we get it. Maybe they're like, this movie's hilarious. Those VHS youngsters in <laughs> Sweden. <laughs> says the man who Northern Sweden. this on DVD. <laughs> um, for the first time ever uh, in the show, we are going to do something uh, here to, before we wrap up here, uh, just called Answers. And like Hayes said, this movie is very hard to come by, and the DVD is even harder to come by. And there's a commentary track with Nicolas Cage. So now I will let the audience or people on stage, we could pick one or two of these, and you'll get the full answer of why these things happen. We can hear the accent. We can hear about the bat. We could hear about the cockroach. We can hear about, How about the about what the movie is about? All right, great. Yeah. Here we go. What the movie is about. To be honest with you, Nick, when we made this film, it was complete chaos from the beginning to the end. Yeah. Also, nobody really understands what this movie is about. <laughs> Which is probably good. It's good because... I understand most of what it's about, and I've got interpretations of what I think some of the things are about, but I wonder if we ever... I don't know if we ever really discussed it. We didn't. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm a big believer in, in the ambiguous and letting it be about whatever people want it to be about, but, but I always saw the movie as a story of a man whose uh, loneliness and uh, inability to find love literally drives him insane. All right, that's his interpretation. Yes! I do want to play because I know it's so good. Wait, is that the director? Yes. And Nick the, Cage? Yeah, the and Nick Cage. The director's saying, this is the person who's arguably should know exactly what the movie's about, is like, it was chaos. I have yeah. no idea what this movie's about. Yeah. And I have some idea about what a little of it is about. The rest of it, question mark? Um, here's a great, this is one of my favorite ones. Here we go. 
suppose we should talk about <laughs> things back. <laughs> How we we got into a uh, an altercation one day because it was very important to me that the bat was a real bat and I didn't want this remote control bat and I, I kind of went off my rocker a little bit. And I remember you'd sent your assistant out to Central Park to find a bat one night. Yeah, I, I was pretty nuts about getting a real bat which of course was going to cause all sorts of problems with the uh, uh, animal rights people. I think I managed to persuade you by telling you that if you'd got bitten by the bat, you'd die. You'd get raped. <laughs> yeah. Um, Can you imagine? How was work today? Well, uh, Nick made me go to Central Park and try and capture a live bat. <laughs> But there, oh, that <laughs> happened. Um, but their resolution to that is so weird because on the screen as they're talking, they're watching a bat that looks like somebody is like waving it on the end of a stick <laughs> off screen, and they're like, "But it turned out great." <laughs> we're so, we're so happy everything worked out. You were totally right. I had to talk you out of doing your insane thing <laughs> to the thing that makes total sense and looks totally normal. <laughs> um, and here is the explanation for the mimes. Now this scene coming up next, I think this is where he goes into hotel and these people are dancing. I don't know what yeah. this is about. I don't know what I was doing. I haven't got a clue. <laughs> <laughs> this, this movie exists in an era where you could get millions of dollars to do something that you did not know what it was. People would give you money to just like, I don't know. We're going to fucking figure it out. And uh, I will, Avril has cut together an amazing compilation of the best moments. It will be up on her uh, YouTube site, the Movie Bitches site. You can watch the whole thing. I will leave you with this. This is just the tenuous relationship between the director and Nick Cage, and it's pretty great. It's, it's a tit-for-tat relationship, and here you go. I think what happened was that I had a lot of trouble doing this shot, and I needed some help from you, and you refused to help me on the shot. What did I do? We didn't do anything. <laughs> so it took me about ten times longer to shoot it. Uh, because all I said to you was like, do you mind just stepping a half a pace to the left as you read the note? And you said, I'm not moving. This I have to keep still. I was originally going to eat raw eggs or something, and I yeah. thought, no, we should make it a cockroach because I really want to do something that would shock the audience and something they would never forget. And, and I saw it as like a business decision because I've seen this movie in the theater and when people see that cockroach go in my mouth, it's like the bus blowing up in speed. I mean, it, it, people go really react and it's like worth $2 million in a special effect and all I do is eat a bug. So it's good business, but you, <laughs> you got the shot in the first take, but because of my not moving, right? Uh, and the other scene where I'm ripping up the napkin you've just explained, you made me do it again, so I ate two bugs, but you used the first tag. There was a payback for the day before. <laughs> yeah, and you got me. <laughs> it does, it kind of makes that like, instead of Luke Skywalker blowing up the Death Star, he should have eaten a fucking bug. And everyone just, <laughs> two, everyone just go home. Two million dollars worth of effects. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> they I just, he just saved, the director should be saving, uh, thanking Nick Cage for saving him all that money uh, because that shot is so effective. <laughs> So crazy. Obviously, there are things that we have not Nick covered. Nick Cage wearing sunglasses. 
unstoppable. Amazing. He just starts inexplicably wearing sunglasses in the middle yeah. of the movie because the sun's too bright. Of course. Because he's turning into a vampire. Well, I, uh, I got some news coming up in one second, but um, I will say if you feel like we haven't covered anything, you can call us at 619-PAUL-ASK. That's 619-PAUL-ASK and not Paul-ASS. As some Now, are you, you still answering... Uh, Paul I stopped it. I, I stopped it because yeah. I felt that the messages were getting too explicit for me. Oh yeah, and I like more of a subtle, sensual talk, and that was yeah. getting more, more oh, grotesque. That's too bad. Uh, also, if, if people call Paul, ask, will you answer like sensible questions about your tushy? I might. I might consider it. Um, Blake Harris also will get to the bottom of this. I know he is getting to the bottom of a lot of good stories, uh, are really getting deep into Dreamcatcher right now, uh, and you can find his articles on Slashfilm. Now, um, before we get into plugging what everyone's doing, I want to tell you guys something, uh, and I've announced this once, but not out to the public, but um, I will now be sharing the screen with Mr. Nick Cage. And um, that is... That is me and Nick Cage in a movie that, for people listening at home, you can get right now on VOD. It's called Army of One. It's the real-life story of a man who decided to kill Osama bin Laden. Nicholas Cage plays that guy. The majority of the movie is in Morocco with him yelling at people uh, and a, with a sword. Uh, my character's name is Pickles. And... Um, and I, uh, as I told June, on my first day, I got some cage rage, and here's the scene. Oh my uh, God. Full, full on cage rage. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move out of the way just so everybody gets to see you in these boxers right here. Yeah. <laughs> my character, yeah, so that is uh, some full on cage rage. You can check out Army of One, directed by uh, Larry Charles, uh, in, ten th- in 10 theaters. <laughs> or on, or on uh, your video demand service of choice. It makes so. perfect sense. But you are 2016's Maria Conchita Alonso. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's it's Paul Shear. Do you wear an ill-fitting bra in the movie? <laughs> um, I you can't see it, but yeah, I'm. With those, that's all padding in there. Um, and uh, and yes, and Nicolas Cage is. Uh, I will say a consummate professional. Uh, very attached to the script, and uh, and it was the best experience of my life uh, to work and hang out next to him, which was a lot of just sitting silently next to him. Very the, attached to the script. I love the story about that, which is you trying improv and it not going great. <laughs> it was built to me as an improvised movie, and I learned that as long as I gave him the right cue line and didn't change anything, it could be improvised. So I could add like a hey. <laughs> It was fine. <laughs> uh, so yes, it's a. <laughs> I will say there was a moment. The best moment that I will say, and I could share it very openly, is that uh, at one point he told me about his knife guy, and and oh. that was the only time he has a guy that makes him knives. <laughs> and I was like, that is the best Nick Cage fact that I ever know. It he is has a knife my guy. Life goal to be gifted a. A knife from Nick Cage. I really I thought I was going to get one because he had talked about giving two people knives. I was like, oh. And I was waiting in the mail for this knife to come that never came. <laughs> but maybe that would have been a threat. That's a heartbreaking story. <laughs> um, now, uh, I, I will... like the idea of June opening it and not knowing about this whole like, <laughs> knife backstory. This is a crazy blade. <laughs> 
Um, but now, Hayes, uh, well, obviously people can listen to your amazing podcast, Hollywood Handbook. If you have not heard it, it's one of the funniest, greatest uh, podcasts. So, so good. Thank you. And, uh, you, and you wrote on Divorce, which is on HBO. Divorce, yeah. Um, Vice Principals is the next thing that's coming out. Season yeah. two of that next, next year. Yep. Awesome. All great stuff. Uh, June, you're back. Anything you want to plug? Um, you can check out Grace and Frankie on Netflix. The second season and the third season is coming out pretty soon. I'm not sure when. Jason? I don't have anything to plug. This will be November we- 11th, just so you know. <laughs> What's that? It's November 11th, just so it you know. It is right now? Yes. Fuck! <laughs> uh, well, if people want to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, why not watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Um... And I will say, we're doing this from the Now Hear This podcast festival. There's a million great podcasts. We mentioned Hayes' podcast. But, like, there's been a lot of great podcasts at this festival. Please, like, go listen to more podcasts. Listen yeah, to, explore. Listen to The Gist. Listen to Pop Culture Happy Hour. Listen to 99% Invisible. Listen to all, everything. Just, like, just consume podcasts, everybody. But not as much as you listen to our podcast. <laughs> I'm and still not at like war with a lot of podcasts. Consume it like you would consume uh, a coked out woman's blood at a cool club in the 80s. That's how you could consume it. Just get in it. Um, a big thank you like to Avril Halley for cutting together all these clips, listening to everything, uh, and that amazing thriller video that opened up the show. Uh, a big thank you to uh, Leanna Waldron for these amazing stickers, Nick Kylie for all the research, July Diaz for everything that he does, uh, Marissa Zeitz, uh, uh, Earwolf, everybody, Earwolf, everybody here at the now hear this festival. Amazing people here. Uh, thank, make sure you check all, out thank movie all of you pictures guys on for YouTube. To this. Uh, thank you for having us here. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for a thank great show. Good night. My cat Rachel is the silliest cat I know. One time, she played inside a paper bag for three hours. What a mystery. But I'm glad her health isn't. Thanks to the color-changing litter from Fresh Step Crystals Health Monitoring Litter. This premium color-changing litter has pH-activated crystals that can help me detect potential illness early. That makes it easy for me to stay on top of her health and well-being. I may not understand all of Rachel's silly quirks, but I can keep up with the important things. Find Fresh Step Crystals Health Monitoring Litter at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because I got the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh, hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.